listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Theme Park Podcast. I'm Tom, and back this week is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? I am okay. I'm uh, I'm a little worse for wear. I've taken a, an injury from my sporting antics, but, uh, you know, Ooh. surviving. Yes, not, not only a hamstring strain, but of course also wounded pride, given your recent absence from the podcast, you know, yes. been displaced by by my family. Well, uh, yeah, but where are they now? Alas, you're, you're here, Josh, you're back, and you are going to help us get this Epcot trip report done. Yes. Which is very exciting because uh, I very much enjoyed Epcot this year and it's one of your favourites as well, is it not? Yeah, absolutely, Tom. You know, I'll always be here for you, the podcast, and for Epcot. Um, I do love it. I enjoy it very much. Um, You know, it's not for everyone. Not everyone likes it. Uh, They have tried to reimagine the park over the years as different things, but uh, I've Mm. always very much enjoyed it uh, every time I've been. And quite a lot of reimagining has gone on in the last couple of years, even since my previous visit in 2022. There were a couple of new things for me to experience at Epcot, and the park has actually changed a fair bit even since I returned home. Uh, So that front part of the park, which is split up into world celebration, world discovery and world nature, which for a long time was dominated by work walls and scaffolding and it was a real pain in the backside to traverse that front section of the park. My understanding is that is basically all done now and whilst it you know it will surprise no one to hear that it is not quite in line with what the concepts are all those years ago (laughs) led us to believe. It does look pretty good from what I've seen. It is a lot greener than it was before and a lot less kind of monolithic and imposing. So generally, I definitely think that they have improved it. Uh, but yeah, I can't really speak to it from a first person perspective because it was uh, still a few weeks away from from being done when we were there in uh, September and October, which is what we'll be basing this episode on. But as I say, there were new things, so hopefully this should be a decent episode. And uh, as we did with the last trip report that that you were on, Josh, I think I'll just let you kind of take the reins here and, uh, you know, guide us around the park, whatever you want us to discuss, and I will do my very best to be insightful. Oh. Which is doesn't come naturally, but I'll do my best, as I say. Yeah, absolutely. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, uh, this park has changed a lot since I last went as well. Um, and so it's, there's a lot of rides and stuff here that excited to hear your thoughts on, um, uh, you know, how they've aged, how the new ones are going as well, uh, which mm. is actually where I'd like to start this. Uh, and that is Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh boy! How? What are you oh thinking? Boy. What are your thoughts, Tom? How are we doing? How's what it doing? Th- what are my thoughts? I think this ride is pretty good, Josh. I have Ooh. to say. So, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. I believe it is still the case that this is a virtual line ride. So this opened very shortly after we departed Florida in the spring stroke early summer of 2022. Yes. It opened back in May of last year, but it is still a virtual queue experience, which means you need to log on to the Disney app uh, if you want a morning slot anyway at 7am and be quick on the button to 
to reserve yourself a spot. You're then put in a boarding group and the app will ping you when you can uh, rock up to the ride and line up to go on it. Uh, if you don't get a boarding pass in that first wave at 7 a.m., you can try again, at, I think, 1 p.m. Uh, this is the same uh, way uh, as it works on Tron at Magic Kingdom. So uh, I was lucky enough to do Guardians twice. Uh, so over the course of the trip, I, I personally set foot in Epcot three times. Uh, I went once with my sister for a very full-on day, kind of nine till eight or something at night. Wow. It was a long day. Yeah. Uh, the second time I went, it was just me. Uh, and I kind of split my time between Epcot and Hollywood Studios. And then the third time we went as an entire family. So I did Guardians the first time and the third time. And it's it's really good. I wasn't quite sure what to expect. I know some people had kind of criticised it for being a little bit screen heavy, maybe. And I do think that that is the case on the ride. But as a roller coaster, it's super, super fun. So it's a it's a spinning roller coaster. So I guess you could compare it to Cobra's Curse at Busch Gardens or uh, Crush's Coaster at Disneyland Paris or Walt Disney Studios Park, to be precise. But it, it, it kind of eats them both for breakfast, to be honest. It is much longer than those two. It is much faster than those two. The spinning is much more intense than those two. The majority of it takes place in this kind of enormous... Uh, indoor space where it is almost completely pitch black uh, other than kind of projections up on the walls and above you of like a space battle taking place between the guardians and this big giant planet eating guy at least I think the, the plot is a bit uh, hard to follow at least it was for me I mean the cosmic rewind name does kind of play into it it's like a big he looked like kind of one of the guys from Eternals, if you remember that film. One of those big kind oh, of space. Yeah. I was I was going to ask actually, things. is it one of the things from Eternals? Is it? Is it one Maybe. of those things? Maybe I'm not sure. But he basically wants to like rewind time to before the Big Bang to stop the Earth being made. I think that's what was going on. Right, so that's course, where the yes. cosmic rewind name comes from, and the Guardians have to stop him. You get brought along for the ride because you are visiting, uh, is it Nova, the planet uh, from from the first film? You're kind of visiting there. That's kind of how they try to make it epcot right? You're like on an educational trip from Earth to Nova. Yeah. I might be getting it wrong. It might not be called Nova. Is Nova the name of like the, the like the clan, like the... The corporation, I, oh God, I forget, uh, I yeah. forget the Marvel law. I would have, if you'd asked me this eight years ago when I was really on top of my Marvel law, I'd know all this, but I've, I've lost the thread. I've got to say, yeah, it's hard to keep to up say. with what's going on in there, quite frankly. Yeah. But the setup is that you've been teleported from Earth to this space station to learn about this other planet. Glenn Close is up there from the movies. Terry Crews is up there as a new character. Uh, and then, as you might expect, things go wrong. Didn't we go uh, to school? This with artifact Glenn Close? that you're being that you're being shown gets stolen by the big planet-eating thing. The Guardians go to stop him, and you go with them. And then you're on a really fun spinning roller coaster. It's as simple as that, Josh. Simple, simple as that. As that. Well, it seems simple, yeah. Um, and I guess some people feel like it's a bit um, vomit-inducing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Would I'd you, forgotten about that. There were those that? stories when it first opened 
of them yes. handing out sick bags and things, right? Yeah. Do you yeah. find? Did you find that yourself? Uh, no, I was fine with it. I was fine with it. Uh, like I said, it, it is it is fast. It does spin a lot. Really, sort of, you know, it's, if you care at all about your hair, you're either going to want to put a lot of hairspray in or just. <laughs> have to deal with it because it, it's 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 gonna it's gonna wreak havoc on your your perfectly styled hair that is for sure as i say as a roller coaster i thought it was absolutely fantastic as a sort of like storytelling experience uh, as a kind of immersive storytelling experience it's nothing to write home about really you know the the quality of the projections and and everything it's about as easy to follow as like uh, the Avengers roller coaster in Paris, right? It's 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 a bit like that, but it is better than that. Like the scale of the projections and, and obviously the length of the ride are both superior. But yeah, it, it, it's kind of that is probably the closest point of comparison of uh, based on like previous rides that I've been on. But that doesn't take away from it really. Uh, and you know all the cast are there: Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, etc. They all lend there. You know, they've all filmed scenes for this ride, and the voice actors are back: Bradley Cooper, Vin Diesel, of course, who is now in uh, in Disney World and Universal Orlando. So uh, big up Vin Diesel, he's making bank. <laughs> uh, and this is the best Vin Diesel ride, I guess, in Orlando. So there's that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I enjoyed it very much, and. Uh, I, I think that it is a good addition to Epcot. I think the kind of attempt to make it kind of even a, a little bit educational and kind of try to sort of make it very tangentially related to the original vision for Epcot is, I guess, appreciated. I wouldn't say it necessarily works or adds to it in any way, but no. they tried, I guess. It's better than not trying at all and... uh yeah, I liked it. And and it's worth noting that the, of course, it being a Guardians attraction, it has to have a soundtrack, you know, of a certain quality. And this ride has six possible songs uh, and it is random. So uh, the, the two times I did it, I got a different song. Uh, I got Disco Inferno and I got Conga, I think. Yes. Both of which were... Pretty good. Disco Inferno by the Tramps and Conga by the Miami Sound Machine. Yeah, I've got the list here. The other ones are September, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Iran, and uh, Park Rush Theme. So there you go. I didn't get that one, unfortunately, but if you're lucky enough to, let us know. Are we we getting royalties on that, or have they nicked that? Don't think so. I think they've nicked it, Josh. Unbelievable. Hey, ho. Yeah. Um, I can confirm that it is a celestial, uh, much like it is in the Eternals. Ah, oh, well, there you go. See, I do still kind of know my Marvel lore a little yeah. bit. Things are still yeah. just about together in there. Mm. Yes, I, it would be nice if the song selection was a little bit bigger, uh, or maybe if you could choose. You know, would you ever be tempted, Josh, to wear AirPods on a roller coaster? Would you? <laughs> Uh, to get your own soundtrack. Well, AirPods, no. But uh, would I? Would I? Yes, I would wear my own um, earphones. Absolutely. Um, would you? Yeah, I think so. I think you know. Uh, I don't. They'd have to be pretty good earphones, I think, to not come out on a coaster. Um, I, mm. I certainly wouldn't trust earpods. I don't think. 
Um, I think I think I'd want something wide to my body, just in case. Um, yeah. And obviously, on a lot of rides, you wouldn't be allowed to take them on anyway. But that's uh, true. That's uh, true. Uh, uh, no such issue with this. You can take bags. It's not a problem. Uh, the only other thing I'd say about it really is it's got quite a good gift shop. Some nice Guardians merch. Uh, and I, I was treated to some for my birthday, which was a few weeks after we got back. Uh, I got a little group plushie that smells of cinnamon. Lovely. Which is quite delightful. It's like a Christmassy and, thing. Uh, I've also got, yeah, exactly. And I've got a little uh, little group. Sh- I got a lot of group stuff. I got a group. I got a fake plant uh, <laughs> themed to group. Which is quite nice. Yep. And I also got a shoulder group. So if you know my Mr. Porg uh, yep. with his little magnet uh, that allows you to uh, fix him to your to your shoulder, uh, I've got a Groot, uh, which is uh, basically the same thing. Uh, he does not make any noises or anything, but that does mean that he is a lot lighter. So, so you know, there's no battery pack in there, so he... He stays on my shoulder much more easily than Mr. Porg does. Nice. But I am yet to wear them both at the same time. Uh, I haven't been to a theme park since I got the Groot, so I haven't yet been <laughs> able to go out with Porg on one shoulder, Groot on the other, Josh. That is, that would be a truly baller move uh, if and when I manage to do that. Well, that's, uh, you know... Next time, when are, when are we going? That's uh, the real question. When are we going to a theme park so we can get that going? That's a very good question. Probably, I don't in, have uh, an answer for you, unfortunately. Almost certainly not in twenty twenty three. Tell you that much. No, they're all shut, are they not now? The UK parks, the UK ones definitely are. Yeah, that's wrong. Uh, actually, I believe Legoland is has Chris is open for Christmas and then closes again. I think yeah. all the others are shut though. Alton Towers did a thing for Christmas last year, so they might be open. I haven't oh. checked. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair so enough. It seems like a, to, be, to be fair, it sounds like a terrible time. It's going to be cold <laughs> and wet because England, um, yeah, at least be warm and wet. At least then you get the warmth, but no. Yeah. Um, I think uh, my parents actually just got back from Copenhagen. They went for the for a long weekend to the Christmas markets uh, and they went to, um, oh, bloody hell, what's it called? The one over there. But apparently it was very expensive. So, uh, yeah. Right. The one um, over there. I can, come on. Yeah, you got, I've already forgotten it. That's really bad. Better than that. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, oh. Really famous. And come I should, on. Come on. Uh, it's Tivoli, Josh. Come on. It's, of course it is. It's Tivoli. Yeah. So they had to pay to get in and then they had to pay 10 quid a ride. Oof. Yeah. Uh, so they didn't, yeah, they, didn't no pay for, they didn't pay to ride. No, I'm morally opposed to that. that that's that's no good. Yeah, I think right. if you if you don't pay to get in and then you pay to ride, that's fair. If you but it's it's one or the other. I don't think you can do both. You don't do both. Yeah, that's outrageous. That's outrageous. Uh, where do you want to go next, Josh? I guess we'll stay in the front of the park for now. Yes. What do you want to hear about now? Well, uh, I think it's only fitting that we uh, hear about the other real newbie there, the uh, Moana mm. Journey of Water. Water rides, not a water ride, but a walkthrough attraction that you still have to queue for, inspired by Moana. 
Yes, uh, to give it its actual title, uh, Journey of Water Inspired by Moana. It is not a fragrance. It is, in <laughs> fact, a theme park attraction. It's, it's, it's yours, an interactive... It's an interactive uh, walkthrough, basically. Uh, I think this is really, really great. Uh, this does, I, I think, map to the kind of original vision for Epcot more than Cosmic Rewind does. This is all about, uh, or, you know, a good deal of it is about kind of educating uh, younger visitors about the nature of water, essentially, <laughs> where it comes from, the role it plays on Earth, uh uh, you know, teaching people, encouraging people to be more uh, environmentally conscious, more sustainable, make better choices in that regard. Uh, you know, there were there were um, sort of placards all over the place for people to read all about that. But what makes it more engaging for the kids, I think, and will encourage them uh, to to stick around and actually read as well as play, is the fact that the interactive elements are super super fun. So. Uh, there are multiple points where there will be some sort of water feature, whether it's perhaps uh, a fountain or a waterfall, and it will respond to your movements, essentially. So uh, think of uh, a water fountain, which will uh, kind of go up and down uh, as you raise your hand and lower your hand um, above the fountain itself. Uh, wow. Basically, is the closest I've ever felt to feeling like a Jedi. You know, like when you go up to uh, automatic doors in a supermarket and, and use your hand <laughs> to, to make it look like you've opened them, yeah. uh, like a Jedi. Uh, it kind of feels like that, but you're playing with water, which is uh, which is quite good fun, I have to say. Uh, the, I think my favourite part of this, other than the incredible uh, topiary of uh, Moana, was when uh, you are basically... You, it feels like the end of The Last Crusade where you have to make a leap of faith uh, and you have to walk basically through this waterfall and trust that the sensors are going to work and you won't just walk <laughs> through the waterfall. Wow. And uh, thankfully, thankfully those sensors do work uh, or did work for all of us and nobody uh, was, was soaked. But yeah, it's, it's really good. I think wholesome would be the, the, the key adjective to describe yeah. this. Uh, it was, it was really, really good. And, and the kids that were, that were in there seem to be having an absolutely fantastic time. Oh, it's really, really pretty. It's very, very photogenic. Uh, it's, you can see spaceship earth kind of peeking through the trees at points. There are some really nice photo opportunities. I mean, we were lucky to do it because I think officially it wasn't meant to open until maybe a week after we left. Yeah. But they soft opened it for, I think, annual pass holders. And then they they broadened it out a little bit uh, and made it a virtual queue, an additional virtual queue experience in the app. So on our on my third visit to Epcot, which was our first as a family, full whole family and, and last overall too, uh, we we managed to uh, we were lucky that, that they opened it on that day uh, on the app. So um, yeah, we had a very productive morning on that particular day because we got Guardians and Moana both done. We got in the virtual queues and we kind of walked into both of them. So yeah, I think they're both really good additions to the park and Moana in particular. I think kind of speaks to that original vision for Epcot in a in a way that a lot of the kind of attractions over the last five, ten years maybe haven't done. Or, yeah. or if they have, they've kind of felt very uh 
unconvincing i would say like i don't i like the frozen ride i don't go on it and feel like i've been educated about norway or <laughs> no. or anything or anything like that and i didn't come off of guardians thinking i'd been educated about space uh, but moana hell yeah uh i felt inspired josh well that's uh that's the important thing if if, if you're not being educated inspired is where you want to be uh, and some might argue that being inspired is even more important um yes this sort of thing yes it's it's good to feel inspired at disney and you just have to forget how much money you spent to get in and be inspired but yes it's yeah. better to be inspired than annoyed which is often uh, a side effect of being in some of these theme parks at times yeah you know it costs a lot of money to be inspired in america and it costs a lot of money to be educated in america so there you go yeah uh, was there anywhere else that you felt like in world nature uh, specifically where uh, you were maybe educated um, on anything? Not really, no. I mean, we did all the kind of standard stuff in here. So I, I did soaring. I did soaring actually on the uh, the day when I was here by myself. And I have to say it was a real struggle in terms of a queue. It took a very long time. It moved very, very slowly and it was extremely boring. I mean, I guess the thing to note is that they changed it back to California, at least for the time being. Yes. So, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a purist, I guess, then you may well prefer that to the soaring over the world version. Well, if, you're, if you've uh, got your head checked, I would say. Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got to be honest, Josh, as someone with no nostalgia for soaring, you know, as a, a latecomer, if you like. Yeah. I think I prefer the over the world, uh, around the world. Yeah, I just, yeah. I've never been to California. I, I didn't do soaring when it first opened. I, just, I don't know. I don't really care. I don't really care. Yeah. Wow. Show me the Great Wall of China. It's way better. No. God damn, man. Yeah. yeah. Everything's all yeah. wibbly wobbly. It's like David Tennant talking about Doctor Who. <laughs> well, uh, I could at least get my round the world fix in Awesome Planet, which is basically like a uh, budget BBC documentary about <laughs> nature. Uh, it's no planet Earth, that is Where for is sure. This? But it's a nice theatre. It's a nice theatre. It's just in the. Uh, it's in the living with the land. It's in the the land pavilion, right? Right. Okay. Uh, where, where all this other stuff is. I, I just called it living with the land by mistake. That is, of course, the the boat ride in the land pavilion. Yeah. Where you uh, kind of go on a journey through how uh, through history, and, and see how humans have lived off the land uh, over many many uh, millennia. Uh, and then you end up uh, basically going through some uh, Disney parks propaganda about how the parks themselves, and Epcot especially, is uh, trying to be more sustainable. Yeah. Solar panels, uh, locally sourced food, all that stuff. I enjoy living with the land. I'll always do it. I much prefer it to uh, uh, Spaceship Earth, I must say, which we'll get to. But uh, I have a truly shameful admission to make about that. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. Living with the land is probably my favourite thing in the land pavilion, to be honest. Wow. Uh, big. I, you know, I, I, other than the pavilion itself and the whole, like, 80s shopping mall vibe, yeah. food court vibe, which I do very much enjoy because it's just so quaint and bizarre, I, uh, yeah, I don't really care for Soarin' or Awesome Planet or Turtle Talk with Crush. I mean, the... 
the aquarium is quite good that comes along with total talk with crush you know that is it, it always uh takes me by surprise quite how big that aquarium is it kind of kind of i, I mean i'd be a bit embarrassed if i was sea World, to be pavilion, right so that's the different oh is that in a different building yeah sorry yes you're yes. right you're right it's in the same pit of the park but it's technically a different pavilion yes yeah. no you're right i get confused big. Big. There are yeah. fish and sharks and dolphins and turtles. There's all sorts of stuff in there. And tigers and bears. I might wait. No, wrong place. Mm. Um, I don't think I've. If this only. is this is kind of shameful of me for me really. Uh, oh dear. As an Epcot fan, uh, I've never done Living with the Land. Ah, oh. um, unbelievable. Yeah, uh, and. Well, I haven't done Turtle Talk, uh, and I don't think I've done the you know the aquarium stuff either. The sea oh, base. Dear. Well, I've not done Turtle Talk with Crush, although I have seen some funny clips online of him messing about and screwing with kids, which is which is good. I mean, my impre- my understanding of it is that it's like a live interactive like Q and A show. Yeah, the crush will interact with the audience, so that's quite good fun. By the sounds of it, there's some funny clips that that pop up on social media every now and then. But yeah, I, I would definitely recommend the aquarium uh, and living with the land, uh, which which is you know uh, quite the quite the eater of crowds. You know, you, the, the the queue for that tends to move pretty quickly. They get a lot of people on it each time, so uh, it's not too much of a slog. Whereas, as I say. The queue for soaring was was almost always long, and when I finally decided to suck it up, it was like, no, I wish I hadn't done this. You know, it's because it's boring as well. Wow, yeah. it's thoroughly dull, unbelievable. So there you go. Yeah, now, look, look what you've done now. We've ended world nature on a low. Well, let me just reiterate that the journey of water inspired by Moana, not a fragrance, is great. Everyone should do that. Uh, when you go to Epcot, do it, do it now. Go, go right now. You're on. You know, I know you listen to podcast, but listen to podcast while walking around Journey of Water. I think it's uh, therapeutic for both the eyes and the ears. Sure. Yeah. Um, although maybe it'll be hilarious as we find out why Spaceship Earth is, uh, you know, embarrassing for you, Tom. I fell asleep on it, Josh. <laughs> Wow. Yep. <laughs> I fell asleep on Spaceship Earth. Uh, yeah. Because it was that boring uh, or it, uh, had a rough day of it? What what happened? It, it was a combination of things. So this was on the third visit to Epcot, which must have meant that it was in the kind of last five or so days of the holiday. And I cannot stress enough that I think I went to a theme park almost every single day of this three-week trip, other than I think two, I think there were two days in like the 21 where I didn't go to a theme park. So I kind of overdid it. And I think it kind of caught up with me. I think it kind of caught up with me on this particular day. It's also worth noting that I am the virtual queue guy. You know, I'm the genie man. So I'm the one getting up really early to sort all this stuff out. Yeah. So I'm having early starts. I'm often having late finishes because I don't sleep well. And as I say, lots of theme park days. I think it caught up with me. Spaceship Earth is constantly stopping and starting because it's one of those omni-mover attractions where if someone takes forever to get in their ride vehicle or 
you know, drops a flip flop or something, you know, the whole thing has to stop. Yeah. And it kept stopping on the slow hill part. So I was sort of, to all intents and purposes, I was, it was like I was on a recliner. Right. Yeah. And it's dark and all you can hear are the dulcet tones of Judy Dench. I'm tired. You can understand Josh, why this may happen to a man. But yeah. of course, it is quite incredible to say I fell asleep on a theme park ride. <laughs> but I did. I did. Yeah. I did. Uh, is there any highlights that you missed? Uh, can you remember? Uh, did you miss uh, the little kid without a face facing the back wall? Um, or is he? Is he? Is he gone completely now? I can't remember now. Um, no, 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 no. I, I shook myself awake for that. You know, you know, kind of how like you, uh, you know, you go to bed. Uh, and and forget to set an alarm, but your body, your internal body clock is tuned enough that you still manage to somehow wake up just in time for the start of your shift at work or something. Yeah. You know that will often kind of happen. Yeah, my body just seemed to know when it needed to be awake for the for the faceless paper boy. <laughs> so I, I did see him. Yeah, I mean you got you got to uh, bring some respect for those in your industry, right? That's, uh... That's very true. That is very true, yes. Uh, I'm glad he's still there, uh, faceless or, or otherwise. I feel like it's a, it's a Doctor Who character in the making right there. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, I think there was a Doctor Who episode about people losing their faces. Yes. So, think, yeah. uh, he, they, they should have got him in on that, really. Yeah, it's like a... Or even the, um, the World War II gas mask face children right oh god yeah Dark. truly terrifying yeah one of the absolute corker of an episode but uh yeah i've meant to wa- watch it again as an adult to see if it still kind of haunts me uh, but right, for yeah. sure as like an 11 year old or whatever yeah absolutely terrifying but uh, spaceship earth yeah sent me to sleep quite embarrassing what else is in World Celebration? There's Journey into Imagination with Figment. I think against oh, against all my better judgment, I did do this one again, wow. even though I hate the dragons. I hate Figment. Yeah. I really do. I don't think but, I've ever done this either, you know? Uh, no, don't, don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. I feel like this building has always looked run down to me, and so we've just assumed that it wasn't open. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's not very good. It's not very good. And yeah, as I say, that dragon is extremely annoying. Uh, I, I mean, I think they... I don't know if it's still there, but I remember at one point they announced last year, I think a figment meet and greet was coming to Epcot because he's really become like a cult figure. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. Uh, you know, I was quite up for that because I thought, well finally an opportunity to punch this guy in the face <laughs> if he's actually walking around and he's not just kind of a <laughs> a figment of, oh, uh, of, of our imagination uh, but i didn't see the figment meet and greet anyway so i don't know if it's if it's been and gone or if i if i just wasn't in the right place at the right time but alas i did not see him and was unable to go and uh physically assault him yeah it was wasn't it in that area where they had the it used to be like a attraction where it had like a, one of those rotating rooms where you walk down the the f- bridge and the room spins around you i think it was in that sort of area because i'm i'm pretty sure i saw a video of figment stacking it and his head coming off 
Um, <laughs> what he deserves. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Um, other than that, I think it's just shops, right? Pretty much. It's like anyway. What four, else is going on in the front of the park? And some cafes, uh, and then obviously you go. So it's like a weird, like you've got uh, Mission Space, and then uh, not Mission Space, sorry, um, Spaceship Earth, and then just shops and. Uh, a calf. Yeah, the, the, it's worth noting actually. Uh, my sister would have been better placed to talk about this, but alas, unbelievable. The Connections Cafe is the Starbucks for Epcot, and it seemed to me to be the absolute worst queuing experience. Because the way this seems to work is, in all of the Disney Starbucks locations, they have about I don't know. Let's say there are thirty staff. Yeah, twenty six of them. 27 of them maybe are taking orders three of them are making the drinks it's like completely it's just ridiculous the way that the staff have been uh allocated it is a uh, it is it, it, just yeah. mad i guess so like you know in, in you, terms you get, of startup you get in costs, there and the queue looks really long uh, the and you thing get that is it really expensive quickly is the coffee think, machines you think oh result we've absolutely rammed through this queue and then you realize well the real weight is yet to come because then you join about a billion people who are standing there waiting for their coffees to show up yeah and you know you end up getting all your stuff uh, and drips yeah, they and need drafts, coffee you know, machines. So you'll get one uh, drink and they, they need you know uh, two cookies and take that back to the table and then the other people there are waiting another 10 minutes for their drinks it's uh yeah rubbish it needs a reinvention you know mcdonald's mastered uh the fast food restaurant uh, with its system, which has now become kind of the standard for the fast food restaurant. I think someone needs to come up with the fast food or the fast coffee experience because um, I just don't think well, it exists. Well, I mean, what happened was, I mean, the first time when it was just my sister and I, uh, I had said, oh, let's mix it up and get breakfast at the Norway bakery, the Kringler bakery that I'd heard such good things about, you know, home of the school bread, etc. Yes. Uh, but my sister was insisting that she wanted her Starbucks coffee. So uh, what we did was uh, I went to the bakery and she went to Starbucks. And in the time it took me to walk to Norway, get the cakes and come back to the Connections Cafe, she still hadn't got a coffee. So I was sat there, you know, at the table, trying desperately to not eat all of the cakes before she got to the table, which was very difficult. Yeah, it's a real challenge. Strength of, will, strength of will uh, was quite incredible on my part. Every time uh, I was like, oh no, sod it, I'd have, I'd have shouted at her to get her attention and then just taken a bite <laughs> just to sort of rub it in her face a bit more. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think, I think I talked about this on our, our first podcast upon my return. Uh, but those, yeah, those, or every baked good... Uh, that we had from the Kringler Bakery in Norway was outstanding. Uh, I I loved everything we had from there, and I would highly recommend it. Uh, they're all a lot better than the than the bakery stuff you get in the Starbucks locations. So uh, yeah, that's because Starbucks sucks. Very very good, very very good indeed. But uh, Starbucks yeah, I mean, is the weak, only attraction left can't in tell me the. Otherwise. Um, yeah, I mean Starbucks is is not great and overpriced. Uh, breaking news. Yeah. Uh, World Discovery. Yeah, sorry, did you do anything only, else in World Discovery, Tom? Yeah, World Discovery, yeah. Yes, I did, indeed. So, yes, this is where Cosmic Rewind is, and maybe should have done these 
when we were over there, but nah. uh, we did do. I did do Mission Space, and I did the Big Boy version. Josh, uh, yeah, long time listeners may remember that I did do uh, the Big Boy version before, and felt really rough. I didn't enjoy it. So last year, I did the the did the kiddie version with my mum and <laughs> yeah. my dad and sister did the, the the big boy version. But then I I said, you know what, I'll do the big boy version again this year, and I was fine with it. I was fine with it. It was Come all right. On. Yeah, it it made me feel weird, but not like completely uncomfortably so. So that yeah. was okay. I think it should make you. If it doesn't make you feel weird, uh, then you're not doing it right for me. Yeah, and it's a very easy one to do because the cues never seem to go over ten minutes. Yeah, so. it's, it's. I don't think it's longed for this world. Do you not? No, I, uh, you know, since they had yeah out the gate, they had a lot of issues with people feeling ill from it and that sort of thing and since then mm. the queues have been really short um you know even right. with this less intense green mission which does get a better reception than the orange mission um i still you know i think they might start looking at some other way of using this space um you know not straight away because obviously they're gonna have to they've just finished the front of the park and they're gonna have to move on to uh, a different park and doing that up but i think that's probably an area where they'll circle back around to because I think there's talks of Test Track getting an update soon as well. Oh, interesting. I, I did find it quite funny that you come out of Mission Space and you know, the gift shop, you, you would th- I mean, there is some like NASA stuff in there, but it is primarily Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like- the most kind of realistic, true-to-life astronaut training experience you can have without actually enrolling at NASA. Here's some Yodas <laughs> and a Chewbacca jumper, I guess. Um, you've yes. also got, I guess you didn't do it, but there is the uh, Space 220 in this area as well, right? Oh, yeah, I think that was new as well for us, but that's a restaurant that we didn't check that out. But uh, I did do Test Track, Josh, for the first time ever. I got my wow. Test Track license. Congratulations. What a weird ride. What a weird right? ride. It's not what I expected at all. Um, I think, for me, the version of this that is the best is the middle version. Um, I never did the original version, but I did the middle one where um, it was like a, it felt you felt you was in a normal car and you went through uh, the, the test areas and it felt just more connected to what was going on the experience and the story quote unquote story mm. of the ride made a lot more sense than this sort of futuristic version that they've got going on right now yeah it's really bizarre i found all kind of like the so for people that don't know you're basically uh test driving a sort of futuristic car which i mean there's kind of the illusion of you designing it yourself while you're in the queue, but I mean, doesn't really seem to have any impact on how the ride actually plays out. No, but so you, you, the ride plays the same, but then you get uh, update, like it tells you how your car would have done in those. Oh, yes, that's true. Yeah. Yes, but the ride experience is the same. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but yeah. you you kind of go through different, phases initially and it's indoors so you'll do stuff like oh uh this part of the track is meant to be like icy so they'll try and kind of uh you know make the car act in a way that would be consistent with it actually being a car that is on ice 
to be honest, it just made the whole thing kind of uncomfortable. It just made it feel like this is what roller coasters are like when they are past their sell-by date and should close down. That <laughs> <laughs> they've just made it part of the attraction. Like, no, yeah. that's the point. This is meant to be horrendously uncomfortable. Uh, but then at the end, you go outside and you just do a lap, like a like a test lap, basically, like a, a what do you, what's it called in F one when you do a, is it a test lap? Is that what it's called? Uh, when you set your t- like speed time. What's- uh, quali- quali lap. Is it a quali lap? Is yeah. it a hot lap? Fast lap? A hot lap. What's it you called? Hot lap. Hot yeah. lap. No, I don't, no, I don't hot know. Josh, you're the F one guy. Yeah, no, a hot no. lap is a uh, sure. yeah, hot lap. Is it a hot lap? Okay, yeah, yeah you do a hot lap, uh, and that is kind of shockingly fast. And the thing about it is, it's like. It, it feels like it's accelerating for a really long time to the point where I was like, this feels like it should be kind of ending. Are, are we not almost out of track? And yet we are still speeding up. <laughs> uh, and it, it ends up having to break quite quickly too at the end. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. This ride, I don't know. The speed is kind of nothing. Um, I mean, it's quick for American standards because a lot of their roads are uh, limited to 55. But... Uh, as we are from a country where our national speed limit is 70 miles an hour, going 60 mile an hour on a theme park ride is, that's like a car, is kind of meh. But the uh, cool element is the, the way the circuit kind of kicks you out and you go around that uh, back loop and then do the big mm. loop around the building. I think that's quite cool. Yeah, I think the sense of speed is actually pretty good, to be honest. And... Uh... I mean, the only other thing I have to add about this is that uh, some middle-aged woman with, from Michigan uh, was sitting next to me because this is a very good single rider line. So this is how we, a uh, single rider uh, ride, I should say. And that's how we did it. And it got the queues uh, way down for us. Uh, but it did mean that I was sat next to a middle-aged woman from Michigan who was, I think, hitting on me, Josh, which was uh, deeply distressing. And I really, <laughs> really wanted to get off the ride. Wow, that bad, huh? Yeah, well, you had all, all the classics came out. You know, it started with I love your accent and got progressively more uncomfortable from there. Um, so there we are. Wow. Yeah, I've never had that experience. That's, uh, yeah, impressive. Uh, so it's, not very, it's not very enjoyable. Yeah, concerning, 100%. Yeah. Um, well, you know, uh, a first for the podcast. I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, always look right. for the bright side. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, that's it for the front of the park in terms of attractions. Anyway, yes. so I guess the world showcase. I mean, attractions in the world sh- showcase are kind of few and Limited. far between. Really, there aren't that many of them, are there? So, no. I mean, it depends really what you consider an attraction. I mean, are you? You know, the, the 360 theatres, uh, mm. the China and the, and the Canada ones, are those are those attractions? I guess they are. They're good, yeah. It's good aircon. Very good aircon, yeah. I like the China one, to be fair. The, the Canada one uh, with the, the very, very, very emotional theme song. Uh, it's not the national anthem, is it? I don't know. I don't think it is. Oh, Canada, I think it's it? a different... Is it Oh, is Canada? It? Yeah. Well, it's called Oh Canada. It, it's like a super. Uh, is that yeah? But I, I mean, I know Oh Canada. I know what the Canadian national anthem is. I'm not sure that is the song that's playing in hmm. the show, is it? Or unless, unless it's, it's like so overly overproduced 
that it's become kind of unrecognizable but it's like a really like nasally overly emotional overproduced hollywood style cover if it is the national anthem to the point where it is kind of unrecognizable i mean it's not uh, the version of it that like uh, hockey players or footballers would sing before a big match put it that way oh interesting okay so I, this shows you uh well the last time i did it was in 2019 um and it was still uh oh canada back then and it has actually like the whole show was called Oh Canada and it has obviously since been replaced by Canada Far and Wide um, ah, and okay. it is no longer um, Oh Canada you are right uh, there we are because it was Martin Short I remember it being Martin Short um, and it's now uh, Catherine O'Hara from Home Alone and Eugene Levy from uh, American Pie that do the uh, narration yes I don't know who does the song though uh, it's a guy but called they, Andrew they really Lockington go, was the composer. They really go for it. Yeah, but there's a woman who sings a song at the end and it is very OTT, I would say. I quite enjoyed the show. I mean, it made me want to go to Canada, which I guess is the point. Yes. But uh, it's very, it's very cheesy. Very cheesy. Uh, which, I, which I think is why I prefer the China one. It's not quite as, Yeah. Canada, your lifetime journey, apparently, is what it's called. Okay, sure. I'll see if I can see if I can find that after this and uh, listen back to it. Uh, see if it's as annoying as I remember. Yeah. Um, oh wow. Yeah. I've got it. I've got it going I right guess... now. It is. It's questionable. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. It sure is. I would, uh, I would run it under under us talking so people can hear it for themselves, but I. I don't think anyone really needs that. No, just play really Canada, don't. It'd, be, it'd be better. Yeah, I mean the only attra- I mean the only sort of real attractions here for me, like rides, you know. Yeah, you got Ratatouille, of course, which I feel like we've probably spoken about a lot on this podcast over the years because of all the times we've been to Paris and the OG. We've been to Epcot on the podcast. You know, it is still that ride, and uh, I still like it a lot. You know, all the visual trickery the combination of, of screens and sets. And uh, I think it's pretty good still. I do still prefer the Paris version because of the way it ends in the restaurant. Uh, I just think that is a lot more fun, but it is still a good ride. And, and quite sweetly, actually, I think uh, the main takeaway from it for me this year was that my dad really enjoyed it and realized he'd never seen Ratatouille. And uh, one evening, I, I think I had gone to bed early my mum and sister might have gone in the pool in the evening but we all ended up I think I must have woken up and they finished in the pool and we all ended up back in the living room and found my dad in there by himself watching Ratatouille on Disney Plus just crying which was uh, (laughs) yeah Uh, which was very wholesome so uh, you know that is the legacy of Remy's Ratatouille adventure for this year it got my dad to watch Ratatouille which is which then you know we all ended up also watching probably an hour of Ratatouille as well and it reminded me what a great film Ratatouille is yep yep it's a, I mean, it's a Brad film Bird, the guy doesn't miss no well 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 yeah it doesn't Tomorrowland. miss uh, with animation <laughs> No, no. I, I, yeah, I guess not. And even, you know, Mission Impossible 
four, I think he did, which is a good one. Uh, four? Uh, which know, one's that one? Ghost the guys, Ghost, uh, um, uh, that is the one where he climbs the Burj Khalifa. Uh, that is Rogue Nation. Isn't Rogue it? Nation. No, no, you're right. It is Ghost yeah. Protocol. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. The guy's got a good hit rate, for yeah. sure. Yeah, 100%. Uh, well, uh, 90%. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I like I like Ratatouille. Uh, I I really like Frozen Never After. Josh, I have to say, uh, I do like that ride quite a bit. Yeah, uh, I'm, I think it's a pretty good ride. Uh, the the thing for me with that is that the weirdness of the old Norway ride uh, really gets to me. You know, I like I enjoyed that. There's a nostalgia there for me, but I do think the Frozen one is is good. Um, there's just the weirdness of that Norway one was just really hit hit me and uh, really speaks to me uh, was that maelstrom was it uh yes yeah but it had like weird it was like obviously it was like norse mythology but then it had like weird bits where there's uh oil rigs and you know stuff oh. like that going on as well i i never did it i never did it but I mean, obviously, it's well documented that that final scene on the Frozen ride, because the, the animatronics are pretty good, but the faces are all kind of projected. Um, and the issue is that the uh, the skin tone of the characters, uh, of the of the models overall, doesn't really match the the skin tone of the, the projected faces. Yeah. They all kind of look like they've had... Uh, they've got like some, they're like wearing someone else's skin uh, is kind of the vibe that you get uh, you know if you think about it in that in that way it is actually kind of horrifying so I apologise but <laughs> the final scene in particular is really egregious about this because there is just more skin showing like their arms for example yeah. so the, the the contrast is just way more obvious you know there's scenes where they're all wrapped up in coats and you can only really see their face it's fine it's not an issue but yeah, I really like the bit in this where uh, you uh, go back, uh, you, you move, you go into Elsa's castle. She's singing "Let It Go," and then the track does that bit where you you move over, you shuffle over to the side and start going backwards as Elsa continues to sing at you. I really like that part. <laughs> I think that's quite well done. Yeah, uh, and then the drops fun too. Sven's good. The Sven animatronic is excellent. Uh, yeah, I, I very much enjoy the Frozen Forever After. I mean, the queue is long basically all the time. And it's worth noting that we never bothered with Genie uh, in, in Epcot this year. We, we got our virtual queues for Guardians and for Moana, and, and that was uh, that was uh, uh, the closest we got to, to any of the uh, app queuing stuff. Uh, but I was, I was content to queue for Frozen. I, I enjoyed it. And we do have a very funny family ride photo where... It's like, you know, three other families on the boat or four other families, all of whom, as you would damn well expect, have children as part of their group. Apart from us, four grown adults taking up a whole row. And uh, I feel kind of bad because there's a family behind us in the back row and the kids cannot be seen because they are hidden behind these <laughs> this entire row <laughs> of adults, uh, which, yeah. Uh, slightly shameful I guess a whole and Disney's uh, adulting family right there what we got uh, three caballeros Josh is that is that the, the final ride would you say uh, C yeah uh, that's alright that's absolute banger 
Well, absolute banger. I, I love oh. the songs. I'm a big uh, yeah. Three Caballeros song fan. Yeah, they're, sure. They're three they, happy they, chappies in snappy serapes. They uh, they put the animatronics back for the final scene. I think yes. that was like a relatively recent. Yeah, people thing, were kicking right? off. I seem, big to, on the, I seem to remember the socials. Yeah. People were really happy when they came back. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm happy. I haven't seen them, but uh, recently, but uh, I'm happy they're back where they where they should be. Mm, for sure, for sure. What what is your favourite pavilion, Josh, in the World Showcase? Of uh, well, for people that haven't Ooh. been, let me just run through them quickly. We've got Mexico, Norway, China, Germany, Italy, the US, Japan, Morocco, France, the UK, and Canada. Oh, Canada. Um, I think it is Mexico, you know. I, I like the indoor nature of Mexico, the like nighttime theme of mm. Mexico. I think that's cool. Um, and you get yeah. the three caballeros, and it goes through the restaurant at the beginning um, or past it. I think that's uh, it's got it's got a lot of everything for me. Yeah, I mean, the World Showcase is mostly about eating and drinking, which I think is part of why Epcot is actually quite quiet in the mornings. That was yeah. the case every time. And it really starts to get busy uh, towards lunchtime as like the groups of adults turn up to get smashed, basically. Yeah, they've really leaned into um, that more and more over the years. Yeah, they have. And the Food and Wine Festival was on while we were there. And I'll very quickly touch on some of the stuff I I that I tried. I, I won't can't speak so much for the family unfortunately who did have some different things but none of them are here alas but i will also point everyone towards episode 262 of the park crush podcast from the 27th of august which is when we had friend of the show john self on to talk about his highlights from the epcot food and wine festival this year so that might be worth going back and listening to as well but yeah, I mean, look, if you're not eating and drinking, the World Showcase is basically good for those rides that we just mentioned. And there are you know, some nice scenery and there's loads of shops and there are some meet and greets too. Like you can meet uh, Mary Poppins and Winnie the Pooh in the UK. You can meet Mulan in China, Snow White in Germany. Uh, there are probably some others. Anna and Elsa, obviously, in Norway. Uh, always very, very popular. But yeah. Yep. Have you ever been in the... Uh, the bakery in France, the, uh, the, or the patisserie, is it? It's kind of round the back. It's always no. absolutely ramo. Yeah, because it is always absolutely ramo. Um, before, before Ratatouille, um, I've, I've never done Ratatouille. Ratatouille wasn't there when I last went. Um, you know, France was a, just an eating place and a drinking place. Mm. Um, and that isn't really what, uh, was really our thing. Um, we're there for, you know, and it's it, France has always just hev- heavily, heavily, uh, you know, crowded uh, both the eateries and the uh, drinkeries, I'm going to say. That's not a word. Um, so, no. Fair. Fair enough. <laughs> That's a long way of saying right, well, no. Bef- <laughs> before we get out of here, should I quickly rattle through food festival items that i personally tried absolutely yeah okay so from uh the joffreys in the u.s pavilion i had a uh, what was it it was a 
Wait, hold on. I've lost it. I've lost it. How embarrassing. Oh, oh no. Oh, 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 here we go. Here we go. Oh. The Nutty Caramel Mocha Cold Brew. That sounds pretty uh, good. Six of, my, six of my teeth fell out when I was drinking this, Josh. <laughs> wow, that, that's so, sweet, huh? <laughs> yeah, a sweet blend of caramel mudslide cold brew, caramel syrup, peanut butter syrup, and chocolate syrup topped with whipped cream and caramel sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, my art, my arteries are still recovering. That is, it was, yeah, that's it intense. was, it cooled me down on a hot day, but I had shakes for the rest of the day, so maybe a misguided choice. Maybe but this yeah. was before we realised you could go and get free cups of ice water everywhere. So I'll use that as an excuse. Uh, it was. Uh, very very sweet indeed yeah uh, from from uh, brewing this was like a muppets themed kind of food lab in the uh, uh the, at the front of the park i yeah. had the impossible buffalo chicken tenders with plant based blue cheese plant based ranch and celery which i think was also plant based <laughs> and uh these were good actually uh it's, I mean, we don't get impossible stuff over here. No, I think I think I think the EU don't allow it, and we've still been following their food rules. God damn it! Unbelievable. I thought Brexit meant Brexit. We can't even get cool impossible foods. That sums that sums us up in more ways than one. Absolutely outrageous. But I, I thought these were pretty convincing, as like <laughs> so far as processed chicken wings go. Uh, kind of captured the, the, my memory of those anyway. I won't have had actual chicken wings for, for called boneless chicken wings for many, many years at this point. Mm. Uh, but they had a real kick to them as well. Oh, nice. Uh, they were actually quite spicy. Yeah. So I, I, I enjoyed them. And it was a hearty portion as well. It was only seven fifty, but if memory serves, you get three, possibly even four uh, of the chicken tenders. I, I think I said wings just then. I, I meant tenders. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a hearty portion. Like I, I, yeah, I think most people would maybe think. I don't know if you want something that equates to like a lunch, you might think, oh, I might need two or three of these food festival dishes to kind of make up a a reasonable meal. I don't know. I think this like three or four of these, however many it was. I, I felt pretty uh, pretty stuffed after these. You know, as someone who. Part part of it, I'm sure, is that I I don't really eat that much in theme parks generally. But when in Rome, Josh, yes. uh, you, you need to indulge. So uh, yeah, I did eat more than I would normally uh, on these Epcot days, and yeah, I, I did enjoy these chicken tenders. They were probably near the top of the list for me uh, of the things that I tried. Um, uh, another impossible thing was the uh, grilled impossible spicy sausage with herbed polenta. Putanesca sauce and ricotta. This was only six bucks. Wow. Uh, this was from the Char and Chop booth. I mean, this information is relatively pointless at this point because, of course, the festival is over. But, yeah, but they might come back next know. year, Tom. They often bring back things from prior years. Oh, okay. Oh, well, there we are. Yeah. M maybe it will be useful. This was really good. This might have been my favourite impossible item. Oh, at the Epcot Food and Wine Festival. Uh, it was close between this and something else that we'll get to. As much as I liked the chicken wings, they probably come in third. I think there were four impossible things that I tried. 
but yes, the, the, the spicy sausage is one or two for me. It was really, really good. I very much enjoyed it. And again, felt like a pretty hearty portion for six bucks. I, I was pretty content with this. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have all of these on the same day. I will stress. I had, <laughs> I had the chicken wings, uh, chicken tenders on the first visit. Uh, this sausage was on the second visit for me. Uh, right. So it was sort of a lunch item. Yeah, it was good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, for so this was a, a this was dinner on the first visit for me. So what I did was I got from Flavors from Fire the Impossible Burger Slider with wasabi cream and spicy Asian mm. slaw on a sesame seed bun. Wow. Which was six bucks. And then from the Sounds nearby great. Fry Basket... I got the Fry Flight, which for seven fifty was a trio of uh, differently seasoned French fries: uh, uh, sea salt and malt vinegar, uh, bacon fries with smoked aioli, and then nice. something very bizarre. And I don't know if you've tried anything like this, Josh, but sweet potato casserole fries with candied pecans, toasted marshmallow cream, and maple bourbon glaze. Whoa, uh, no, wait, that sounds absolutely wild. Yeah, yeah, I could, it was one of those things where I couldn't decide if I liked it or not. <laughs> right, yeah. And I think I was leaning towards no. <laughs> I think they were just a bit, overwhel- a bit overwhelming. Okay. If I paired them up with that drink I just mentioned from Joffrey's, I think I actually would have died. Yeah, like a anaphylactic shock or something. Yes. Or yes. Opposite, I don't know, yeah. It was um, it was very odd. Uh, apparently, it's a thing though, like this idea of, you know, well, they're called sweet potato fries. Why wouldn't I put candied pecans and marshmallow cream on them? I mean, <laughs> right there in the name. That's not how this it's, works. They're called sweet potato because they're sweeter than normal potatoes. <laughs> yeah. So, not for me, I don't think. But the the, uh, the other two were good. Uh, I mean, I didn't eat the bacon on the bacon fries, so I slightly missed out there. But uh, the sea salt and malt vinegar fries were, were, yeah, maybe some of the best fries I had uh, uh, anywhere in Florida. They were in Florida, they were very well seasoned, uh, I have to I say. Just, isn't that just the chip shop slider, chips? Well, no, 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 no. There, there, there's more, there was more to it. There was more to it than that. Uh, they, they were very well seasoned. <laughs> the burger I was a bit disappointed by. Oh, that's a shame because it, it got, sounds great. It got, got cold very very quickly mm, and, that's a problem um, with uh, burgers and it wasn't very big uh, I know yeah. it is a slider but uh, you know at six bucks I, I thought I got better value out of my uh, out of my sausage Josh than the, than the slider yeah I, I find uh, that with sliders is uh, they're expensive and they get cold quick you know uh, I had sliders at my Christmas party the other day and they were they came out and by the time I'd walked across the room they were already cold so oh uh, yeah not good enough, not good enough. No. Uh, from India, I shared these with my mum uh, on the uh, third visit. I got the Lovely. potato and pea samosa. Ooh. Uh, I think, think there were two of them on the plate for five fifty. That's Don't we just um, call those vegetable samosas over here pretty much? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Like, again, like, these really didn't stand out. Like, they were nice. But they are, they were just like, yeah, I've had these before. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's a decent samosa. I've had decent samosas in lots of places. Uh, Nothing to write home about there for me. Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. 
the other thing I'd say uh, nothing to write home about was the uh, uh, falafel pitta with tahini sauce, which I had from the uh, Tangerine Cafe, Flavors of the Medina. Ooh. As this was, I, I couldn't find, it took me ages to find this because it was on the sort of, it was it, I had the little booklet, the Food and Wine Festival like guidebook, and it said, oh, there's one in Morocco. And I was looking all over the shop for this place and I couldn't find it. It took me ages to realize that all it really is, is they've added a few things to the menu in the existing Tangerine Cafe. It's not wow. like a, a food stall outside like most of the other ones are. Yeah. And once I figured that out, I went in and got my falafel wrap and um it it was it was I mean you know, falafel is by its nature a bit dry, but I mean there are uh, one of my favourite kind of street food items is like a falafel wrap. You don't have to go far in London to find someone who'll sell you a really good falafel wrap. And uh, so I was holding it to quite a high bar, I feel. And and this didn't really do it for me. I was a little bit disappointed by uh, the falafel wrap. It was only five fifty, so one of the cheaper things I tried, but it wasn't amazing. Uh, and then just I'll just come to the uh, the the one that that is up there with the sausage for me in terms of what was my favourite impossible dish. I had the impossible pork ramen from the Noodle Exchange. Oh. Uh, this was fantastic. I was a bit skeptical of a, of a ramen on, in the middle of a hot Florida day, uh, uh, but it was really, really great. It, they took the mushrooms out for me, or they, they made me one without mushrooms, which I appreciated because oh. you know you're yeah. always sure. You, 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 they, you know, I just thought, oh, yeah, it's, it's theme park fast food essentially are they you know, is this going to be a faff but no they, they did it for me they made me one without the mushrooms in it so that was good uh yeah it this was really really nice this the more yeah thinking about it actually i think it was probably it probably was the best thing that i that i ate at the food festival this year the impossible pork ramen wow. very very good Excellent. high praise yeah uh yeah, uh, I know my you know my family between them had all sorts of different dishes, uh, which obviously I can't really speak to. But as I say, maybe go back and listen to that episode with John uh, from a couple of months back, uh, and he probably covers stuff that that I haven't talked about here. But yeah, overall, uh, a good lineup of food at the Epcot Food Festival this year. So yeah, uh, if any of those dishes make a comeback next year, definitely some that I would recommend that people check out yeah absolutely and uh was there a nighttime experience when you was there and and did you do it no uh well i don't know if there was uh but we didn't do it anyway fair because uh, i think they've transitioned to uh luminous the symphony of us now which is like a cross between um harmonious which was the last one and uh illuminations which was the the one before that so right yeah so try and get people that liked the old the latest one or the pre the last one on board and the ones that didn't like that but like the one before that to get everyone on board they've uh reimagined it once again um i couldn't remember if that was down when you were there or not but hey it doesn't matter either way you didn't do it uh no i did not uh, uh you know I enjoyed Epcot. It's not my favourite park to walk around. Like, it does feel like 
you do go back on yourself quite a bit, especially in that front part of the park. I imagine that is a lot better now. But, uh, you know, going in 2022 and 2023, it was frustrating uh, to, to kind of navigate. But, yeah, I I do enjoy Epcot overall. I don't love the kind of, like, uh, adults getting drunk vibe. It, it's it's a bit off-putting, to, to be honest. I, yeah. I, I, I don't love it but if i can sort if i'm if i'm capable of like staying in my lane so to speak and trying my best to kind of zone out from all that i i am i find plenty to 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 like and to enjoy i think that the lineup arrives is pretty good at this point those new additions in guardians and moana are both really really strong in their own ways and you know what has set epcot apart over the years uh, like the food, uh, I think is still uh, a strong point for it. And it, I, I will note again, I mean, it's the case across all the Disney parks, to be fair, but they, they they do cater for everyone when it comes to like diets and uh, and tastes. Like you, you don't have to look far to find a veggie option or a vegan option, uh, which I appreciate. So props to them for that. And uh, yeah, enjoyed my time at Epcot this year, for sure. Good, I'm glad. You know, uh, as as we've said, I'm, uh, I'm I've always been a fan of the park, so it's good to get you on board as well, Tom. Yes, yes, it's right up there. It's right up there. And cool. uh, I, I guess that does it, Josh. For... I think it does. Yeah, I've got no more. F- I've got no further questions, Your Honour. Well, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad yeah. to hear it. So, yeah, we've run pretty long here, but Epcot, there's lots there now. Lots to talk about. And that does it as well, not just for Epcot, but for our Florida trip reports for this year. I would like to maybe get some of the family back on to maybe do, just just sort of cover any ground that, we, that we've that missed over the course of all these episodes, like Disney Springs. We spent some time there. Maybe we could talk a bit about that or just kind of on general highlights, general takes on the trip, that kind of thing. Might try and get something done to go out over the Christmas period. But uh, in terms of, you know, trip report podcasts, that is us done. So uh, hope you've enjoyed them. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week with something, I guess. Until then, stay safe and take it easy out there. Goodbye. See ya. Bye.